On a sunny Sunday in 2002, two months after I graduated from high school, I was sitting in church, as I often did, holding hands with my boyfriend, JD, and my stomach was roiling because I was 17 years old and 13 weeks pregnant. We had coped pretty well together through our initial suspicions and sneaking into Walmart to buy a pregnancy test that came back positive. But as we drove away from church, my dread multiplied because that was the day that we had to tell our parents. As I walked up the steps to my dad's front door, I was slow. And I was petrified. And my dad is loving and generous and uh, not stern per se, but I had a fairly strict upbringing. No sugary cereals or snacks in the house. My grades were expected to be high, and I wasn't allowed to date until I was 16. I don't think that my dad made it more than five steps in the front door after opening it before I blurted, I'm pregnant, at his back. (laughs) He paused and looked at the ground. I don't know how long we stood in silence before he asked, well, how long has this been going on? (laughs) I didn't really know how to respond. So I said, a while? He paused again. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to have a baby. At that point, my panic peaked. And so I said, okay, well, we still have to tell JD's family, so we're going to leave. I'll be back later. Bye. And I practically ran out of the house with JD trailing behind. We drove to JD's house next, and telling his mom was like bursting a bubble of joy around the most kind-hearted person I've ever met. See, JD's sister had just gotten married the week prior, and so she was floating on a cloud of serenity, free from the panic and stress of the wedding, and she was practically singing as she cleaned her kitchen while JD and I sat hip to hip on the sofa in the next room. Mom, we need to tell you something. Oh yeah, honey, what? It's Katie. She's pregnant. Oh, ha ha. (laughs) No, Mom, I'm serious. She leaned around the door uh, into the living room. What? Katie's pregnant. She walked around the partition wall uh, over to the couch and crack slapped JD across the face. (laughs) At that point, then she reached down, wrapped to me in the biggest bear hug I've ever felt and said, I'm so sorry, (laughs) you poor girl. How could you? Now, before you get the idea that this is some kind of lifetime movie where the lens is gray and everybody is staring tensely at one another, it was actually more like a 90s sitcom where random wacky characters come pouring in from every corner. Once she had calmed down, she got on the phone to call JD's dad and granddad, who were on their way back home from working out at the cabin. She called them up. You need to come home 
right away, it's Katie, she's pregnant, I'm serious, hurry home. <laughs> but remember that this was more than a decade ago, uh, cell service in Alaska on the highway. So what they heard was, you need, hurry, it's Katie, serious, hurry. Then all of a sudden, bang, the front door opens, and JD's grandma, who rarely left the house with alone, comes barging up the stairs. I had this bad feeling. I felt like something was wrong. I came over. Is everything okay? So then the news comes out. We talk about how far along I am and whether or not I'd seen a doctor. And then, bang, the front door opens again. JD's granddad and dad come racing up the stairs. Is everything okay? JD's granddad asks, it's Katie, she's pregnant. Is that all? We practically killed ourselves coming home on the highway. You said it was serious. I thought she had cancer or something. <laughs> the room at this point was loud and it was tense, but it was also supportive. I mean, this wasn't even my family. And yet, now it was. Meanwhile, my dad was at home, alone. My dad, who took me to every dance recital, who was the umpire of my softball team when no other parent would step up, who took me traveling and taught me to ski, who had raised me on his own since I was a year old and my mom passed away. I knew I had to go home to him but I was terrified. I wasn't afraid of him, but I knew I'd have to face his disappointment, his hurt. I'd have to admit to our betrayed trust and admit that I had abandoned a path that he had worked so hard to build for me. When I went home that night, I was alone as I walked up the front steps. I stepped inside quietly, said, hey, Dad, I'm home. I went to my room, and we didn't talk, I mean, really talk, for a long time. But in my dad's dining room, there's a spot on one wall where the paint's worn, that's where my son, John, wrote his ABCs for his grandpa in Red Sharpie. <laughs> and that's because the first home that he ever knew was the house that my dad opened to all of us when we came back from the hospital. It was the house that we spent every summer in between years of college, living in the basement together rent-free so that we could save up money for the upcoming school year. It was that college that my dad and JD's mom took us to help pick out, making sure that they had quality childcare for students who had families. My son, John, is 13 now. Next year, he's going to be a freshman in high school. And JD and I's youngest will be a kindergartner. And every day when my son leaves school, he walks to his grandpa's house, climbs our front steps, opens the front door, and says, hey, grandpa, I'm home. 